I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So today we're going to talk about a lead strategy using quizzes. And I brought Ty on to talk to us about why you need them, how they're different from things like Facebook polls, and you know why basically these are really helpful in helping people decide to buy from you. Ty, thank you so much. Can you tell us who you are and who you serve? So I am Ty Goodwin. I am CEO of that marketing team. And I am also known as the Quiz Queen. And we work with a lot of CEOs, service-based entrepreneurs, um, and business owners who are tired of trying to be their own marketing department. And they either want to learn how to automate things more or they want us to do their marketing for them. We literally take all the marketing tasks off their plate so they can focus on doing what they love and what they're best at. I love that. So specifically today, we're going to talk about quizzes for lead generation, how to build them, why they're important. And then when we were designing the episode, we were talking about how people might confuse things like quizzes with Facebook polls or some of the integrate, you know, the um, like this or that on uh, Instagram, you know, the ways that you're getting people to engage with you versus what is the reason you would want someone to take a quiz? So, you know, I'm going to start by telling a a quick story about how I kind of fell in love with this process. Um, About six years ago, I left my last day job and I knew that I needed an audience, right, to serve. I needed an audience to sell to. And so I used a quiz and I sent it out to about 2,500 people that had not heard from me in two and a half years, right? Because while I was working my last day job, I couldn't have an email list. I couldn't have a business. So I sent my my invitation to take a quiz to 2,500 people. And within 10 days, I had 500 people back on my email list. Now, that was amazing because it allowed me to build my business. I know people, Dawn, who have been trying to build an email list for three years and they barely have 50 people. So imagine in 10 days being able to pull in 500 people. And then it got even better once I learned how to drive traffic to a quiz. And you're right, not a survey, not a poll, not a this or that on Instagram. Um, But when I started using Facebook ads, um, I was able to add 9,000 people to my email list in just four months. So I always had a database, a pipeline of people who were looking for my services. And I didn't have to wonder where my next client was coming from. And the quizzes that I'm talking about, you're right. They're not your, you know, what's your aura or what Harry Potter character or house are you in? It wasn't that. We're talking about behavior-based quizzes that ask questions that do three things. Number one, It allows you to get data that you can use to do a better job with your marketing. Number two, it allows you to give insight, like real insight and answers to people instead of just, oh, your color is pink or, oh, you know, you're this housewife, right? It's not the frivolous kind of quizzing that we're talking about. And the third thing is once you've got all of that data and you've got an audience, Now you've really set yourself up to not have to worry about where your next sale is going to come from because you've got an audience of people who have raised their hands and said they're interested in what you have to offer. 
So interesting. So behavior-based quizzes and, you know, not the fun things. What you're doing is, are you pre-qualifying buyers through their answers? That's part of it. We're pre-qualifying. We're segmenting people. Um, You know, we had um, a quiz that we did for a doctor. Um, She was an OBGYN and she worked with women who were having issues with their libido. And the quiz we created for her was, where did my O go? (laughs) Right. You know what we're talking about here. But she was able to use that quiz to segment people who the reason they were having problems with their libido was maybe because they were stressed out or she had another group of people that their medication might be the issue. Or there was another group that they were having relationship issues, right, that was impacting their libido. So by segmenting that audience, now she knows that she really only wants to talk to the people that have an issue with their medication or they've got an issue with their hormones, not the people who are having relationship issues because she's not a relationship coach, right? So now she's segmented those people on her list and she's also able to now qualify them based on these are the people that I can help. And based on the questions that she asked them, she's now able to see, well, this person would be a good fit for the next step in our process. So this is fascinating because you're also weeding out the ones that would not be a good fit to work with you before you get on the phone or before you even exchange an email. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing worse than getting on the phone with somebody who two minutes into the conversation, you realize it's not a good fit, you know, and they're looking for this 15, 20 minute, you know, discovery process and, you know, five, two, three minutes in, you already know. So imagine having the ability to get that information before and then being able to say, hey, you don't qualify for a call, right? You don't qualify to get the estimate. You don't qualify to get whatever we're offering because you're not a good fit. So these quizzes, let's talk about the difference between the types of questions you answer in a quiz and something that might be almost like a a pre-qualification thing. Like, you know, you can go almost any kind of event and there's going to be people who want to give you estimates and they're going to ask you three or four questions. Do you own your home or do you rent? Do you uh, have a budget? You know, those kinds of things. Um, those types of questions are pre-qualifying questions, but this really sounds like this is much deeper and the the level and quality of data actually helps you know whether or not you're going to be spending time with the right people. You know, well, the, the thing is, Dawn, that you have to remember that there are people that are in different phases. And a lot of times what people do, they're trying to qualify people too soon. Right. So, for example, if I'm just in the neighborhood and I'm just thinking about like, you know, getting home repair, you know, I know I want to do it in 2024. So now, you know, I'm putting my budget together in 2023 and I'm looking at and exploring. And now you're asking me all these questions to qualify me as if I want to make a sale today. Your data is going to be off. Right. Because we know when people make large purchases, especially large purchases around their home or around, you know, um, their car or even like life insurance, those things, people take time. It's not an impulsive decision. So you can't start to qualify me like right now when I'm just in that phase of kind of researching and exploring. And that's where people make a big mistake because now you've disqualified me when I wasn't even ready to buy today. I'm just doing the research. But what if instead of you qualifying me and knocking me off the block because I'm not ready to buy today, what if you gave me something that gave me some insight about the process? So, for example, in the whole modeling thing, you know, maybe I'm trying to decide, well, what should my budget be? You can actually give people a calculator. 
that's a quiz type, right? There's different types of quizzes and it's a calculator can be a quiz. But so imagine if you gave somebody a, a quiz slash calculator that helped them figure out how much budget they should prepare if they want their kitchen remodeled. Right. So now by doing something like that, what are you doing? You're getting information about them. Okay. Hey, how long have you been in your house? And, you know, when are you planning to make the changes? So some qualifying questions. Right. But then you're also giving them, okay, based on what you've answered, this is the kind of budget that you should be prepared for. And this is what your timeline might be. Now, out of all the other places that they were taking a look at where everybody was like, here's an estimate, estimate, estimate. Right. You're the only one that actually gave them a budget and talked them through to help them understand the timeline because you've got follow-up emails that now say, hey, here's what your budget is, right? So here's how, here's five ways to start preparing for your budget. Here's five ways to start preparing for your the timeline. Here's five ways to get the best out of working with your contractor, whoever you hire. You're educating them and making them feel so secure that by the time they're ready to make that decision, they're going to go with you over somebody who just said, here's an estimate, do it now or die, <laughs> right? That's what it feels like sometimes. Right. Absolutely. I, this is really so fascinating because I think we are either... I, I, how do I put this? So either you're taking a quiz, people see that as, like you said, kind of fun, a little bit entertaining, learning something, or they'll see like fill out this application for something, or there'll be a quiz to, you know, qualify them maybe in their own minds about certain things, but not actually doing a quiz to help them get deeper insight into why they should do business with you and how you solve their problem. And, yeah. you know, this is really sounding like that is what this is. This is just as much self-discovery on the client to know whether or not they're ready as it is for you, the business owner, to be able to make a good connection. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of people that call a survey a quiz. And I've seen a lot of people do this. I say, take this quiz and it's actually a survey. And the difference in my book is, you know, when I take a survey, I'm telling you information I already know about myself, right? I already know how many kids and husbands I have, right? Like, I don't, I'm not getting any value out of telling you that. And if the only thing you're going to tell me about is yes, you qualify or no, you don't qualify. Well, that's like a crappy deal. Like I don't want that. But if you've got some other questions that help me figure out, oh, is this the right time? Is this a good decision? Like, what am I missing? What's the major roadblock? If you're giving me, if you're asking me questions that help me think about things a little differently in this market where buyers are doing so much more research, you know, they're in addition to the reviews that they're taking a look at, they're really being savvy buyers, especially when it comes to higher ticket offers. You've got to make sure you've got more that you're giving to them than just here's what my estimate is. And, you know, let's hop on the phone and make you buy now. People are looking for personalization. They're looking for things that are going to help them, you know, make the right decision. They're looking at, at things that are going to help them be smarter, you know, about what they make their investment in. So you're actually doing a, them a great service by providing them that insight and giving them the confidence to say yes, because now they have more information and knowledge. That was very interesting also about, yeah, we do see surveys. This is this is designed not to give you, I guess, the questions that you would see like a poll or a survey or something like this. I really am very interested in understanding, is there a, I guess, a length of questions, like the number of questions? Is it free writing a little bit more? Is it all multiple choice? Like what would qualify as an actual quiz versus a uh, 
pre-qualification survey or an estimate or, you know, filling out something just to get more information? Yeah. So now there are a few qualifying questions that we include, and those are based on the demographics and knowing like who we want. But we talk about four different types of questions. You got to have a question that helps people identify what their problem is. Right. Um, You know, so, for example, in our world, like we do marketing. And so one of the questions that we ask people is, you know, when it comes to marketing, you know, what like we do make it a little fun, Don. Right. So we say when it comes to marketing, you know, what movie title, you know, um, reflects how you feel. Right. Are you being bamboozled, like bamboozled, the secret to my success? Right. You know, but so you're asking questions again, how are they feeling about marketing? Right. So you're tapping into that. Um, another question is to identify who they are. And those are your demographic questions. Um, we work with an email marketer. He only wanted to work with people who use Shopify and Clavio. Right. And so um, what we one of the questions in his quiz was, what platforms are you using? Because if you're not using Shopify and Clavio, he couldn't help you. All right. So now he's asking that question to qualify and weed out people, because if you don't work with those platforms, there's no point in him having a call with you. So that's a identification question. And then you can have a validating kind of question that validates where their biggest pain point or problem is. And so, for example, it might be, you know, um, if you like one of our questions we use, like, so if you got 10, if you had five thousand dollars, which would you invest in first? Right. Would you invest in hiring some like paid traffic ads? Would you invest in hiring somebody to be a VA? Would you invest in hiring a coach? Would you invest in learning how to do SEO? Right. So, again, it's the behavior that someone would take because the person that says that they just want to hire somebody, you know, because they don't want to do it themselves. That's a clear indicator that they're looking for agency services. The person that says, well, if I had five thousand dollars, I would, you know, I would, you know, take a course right? So I could learn how to do it myself. They're not thinking about agency. They want something where they can just go and do it on their own. So now we're not going to get on a high ticket sales call with somebody who clearly wants a DIY solution. So is this making sense about the different kinds of questions you can can ask Dawn to help you get some real insight? Absolutely. And I'm going to say it's probably industry specific and people are going to be able to give you the top five or six things they'd like to know about the person taking the quiz. Yeah, well, we ask them, you know, it goes back to them knowing who their audience is. And so we'll ask them questions. Like we do a whole design session where we're asking. So when it comes to your ideal person, like what keeps them up at night? What's the thing that they really want? Like what's their biggest fear, right? And so we're asking all those questions because when we create a quiz and when we teach people to create a quiz, we want to base it on exactly who you're targeting. It's not generic. It's not for everybody in the world, but we really want to target it to the people that you want to bring in the most because that's the way marketing should work. It's all, Marketing should always be filtering, qualifying, and segmenting so that you're only, ta- so that you get the right, we say you get the right content and the right offers to the right people at the right time. Right, exactly. So with these quizzes, how do you distribute them? So you said that you sent these by email. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is this something that you would need to have a website for? Is this something where someone would have to have a certain infrastructure set up before this would be appropriate for them? Well, you definitely want to have a landing page. You don't need a whole website. Um, you want to have a landing page. And when we build it, you know, for people, we give them that if they don't have something already set up. Um, but yeah, there's technology that you can use for it. There are some people that will try to have somebody code a quiz for them, but that's a little bit cumbersome, especially if you're only like kind of building one quiz. There are plenty of platforms and we have a whole list that we recommend to people based on their budget and their tech. 
Um, but there's whole platforms that you can use to build a quiz that does all the calculations for you so that you're not doing any manual stuff. You're not like, give me all the numbers and data and then we'll go back and crunch it. It's done automatically for you with these platforms. And then those platforms will send the contact information to your email system or your CRM or whatever you're using. Um, and then that CRM, that email platform is what will send out the offers. And we've done this for e-commerce. We've done this for insurance people. We've done this for lawyers, for doctors. As long as you've got a landing page and an email platform and a quiz tool, those three things, you can get this started and you can build the quiz, have those emails go in from that system to the people that sign up for your quiz. And now you're able to nurture right? Those leads over time. Remember, most people don't buy the first time they see your stuff. It can take seven to 12 to 20 touches. And that's where your email marketing comes in. Right. And it sounds like you were sending emails based on responses. So if you were binning some, going back to your doctor example, that were medication-based, they would get a different type of email than somebody who was hormonal-based or somebody who needed maybe a referral to a relationship coach. You got it. That's the segmentation part that's beautiful about quizzes because it's done automatically. Like if you got result A, you're going to get the email sequence for result A. Right. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, you signing up for somebody's email list, you know, and let's say, you know, you are, you know, you work in, you know, like um, a restaurant, for example, and you're getting all these emails that are talking about bring your family in, bring your family in and you're single. Right. You're like, no. So what if, you know, now because you check the box in the, you know, in the quiz that says, you know, you're single because that's one of the identifier questions. Right. What's your relationship status or, you know, are you a swinging single? Are you this or you that? And imagine now you're getting, you know, emails about the best night for date nights, right? Or, you know, we're having a speed dating event on this night. Now, if you're a family person, you care nothing about the speed dating, right? But you might care about date night with your spouse. So now, because you've got that data, you can segment your email messages and personalize your marketing. Right. Yeah, this makes so much sense. And because it's user input, you're not guessing, right? You're really learning a lot more about your customer. My question around that, though, is what about somebody who doesn't maybe have their ideal client dialed in? Maybe they're either a newer business or they're offering maybe an additional product or service that's kind of newer to that business. Are quizzes good for those or do you really have to be dialed in before you take this process on? I would prefer people to be dialed in. And there are people that might, you know, have different opinions at, for market, for any kind of marketing that you do. And let me even back it up. Even before you start any kind of business or any kind of new offer, you have to know who, you, who you're making the offer for. You know, the way you create an offer and the way you create messaging, um, it depends on who you're talking to. And I, I'll give you an example. We talk, we've talked to people who are in the weight loss and physical trainers and, and that kind of stuff. The way you would talk to a new mom who's trying to lose her baby weight and is at home with her infant about losing weight and about exercise is going to be different than somebody who's over 40 an empty nester who's got a high six-figure job who is time-strapped and who just wants to lose weight because they want to go to their high school reunion or something. Those are two completely different conversations, right? And so you, your offers are going to be, your offers are going to look different because they have different time constraints. They have different um, discretionary income. So 
if you don't know who you're talking to, not just your marketing is going to suffer, but even your whole business concept can be um, fragile if you're not setting it up by talking to the right people first. Right. Yeah, this makes so much sense. So sounds like quizzes are for those businesses, any business across industry that needs to learn more about their customers with the customer's input so that they can effectively solve whatever that problem is for that segment of Mm -hmm. their market. It's for those people and it's for those people who want to really build a book of business, their database faster. Um, You know, when we take a look, I'm a marketer, so we take a look at the numbers. And if you just got a traditional lead magnet, you know, that converts at about 15 to 20 percent. So that means for every 100 people that come to your landing page or site, you're going to get about 15 to 20 people that say yes. We've seen quizzes convert as high as 70 percent. So anywhere from 40 to 70 percent right? We've seen quizzes convert. So that same hundred people, you're going to get about 40 to 70 people. And I have an e-commerce client. Um, and, and this is a perfect example of this. Um, you know how, when you go to like an e-commerce, like an online store page, they'll have this little pop-up that says, join our email list, right? Well, she's had that on her site for years and her opt-in rate of getting people to sign in to, you know, sign up for her list had been about 3%. She changed that little box from, Hey, join my email list to, take my quiz. And now just from that little pop-up, she's gone from a 3% conversion rate to an 11% conversion rate. Wow. So this is really quite a tool that people should be using. And because you only need a landing page, it doesn't have to be super techie or complicated. So a brick and mortar store could definitely benefit. Absolutely. And that's part of what we do at that marketing team. Like Our job is to make it easy for people to implement this. So how can people find you and learn more about you and your services and your company? Yeah, if you go to thatmarketingteam.com forward slash start here. And if you go to the site and you forget that long thing, if you go to thatmarketingteam.com, there's the one of the very first buttons that you're going to see. It says start here um, and it'll give you a chance to you know book a call. You can see more about the services if you go and, and browse, but book that call and let's have a conversation um, and talk about how we can help you get that quiz that will generate at least 300 leads in 30 days because that's what our promise is to our clients. Wow, that's amazing. So I love this conversation. Thank you for diving into what makes a quiz a quiz versus a survey or a poll. Um, And that conversion rate, I mean, that's huge um, for a small business that maybe doesn't do a lot of website stuff, but they were able to build something like this. Sounds like their email list could almost double in just a couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to say one more thing about email because there are people that have this this myth or rumor that email marketing is dead. Um by and large, email marketing has the highest return on investment even above social media. The the numbers say for every $1 you spend on email marketing, you can expect a $42 return on that investment, which is why email marketing is still one of the best investments that people can make. And so if you don't have an email list, you're literally leaving money on the table. Right. Yeah. This is a lot for um, all of us to think about, particularly because in this economic climate, you are right. People are taking a lot longer runway to make a purchasing decision and building that relationship so that they become a repeat buyer is I think even more critical than it was in the past. Absolutely. You got it right on. 
So thank you so much for joining me. And um, I'm going to put everything down in the show notes so that you can go visit the website and get a conversation and get a quiz started, you know, for your business, particularly if you're somebody who needs a lead gen strategy, um, where right now maybe you're only using social media. I think this could be very beneficial since you don't have to have a lot of tech set up. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure to have this conversation. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to y'all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerate Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.